Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, from our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And lead us not into temptation. We're at war, not just in Iraq or against terrorists, but against far greater enemies. When we pray and lead us not into temptation, we're asking God to give us the strength to stand against Satan, the whole demonic realm and their temptations. We're asking God to help us overcome our own sinfulness, our own sinful desires and the temptations that come. We're asking God to give us that precious escape from the the temptations that are thrown at us by the evil in this world. Seductive and alluring temptations. The enemies... Satan, our sinful flesh, the evil world, powerful, powerful enemies. And yet that hymn we just sang, Rise to Arms, says that God answers that prayer and gives us the victory. We can be confident of the victory over those enemies that would so want us, so want to take our faith away, to have us fall away from God. End of that first stanza. Hail the Savior, the strong foes yield before Christ our shield, and we the victors hold the field. We the victors hold the field. I wish. I wish that I was able to draw upon God's strength as he answers the prayer, lead us not into temptation, I, I wish that resisting temptation is, would be sort of like swatting flies on a nice summer evening. But it doesn't always happen. Victory? Perhaps you can relate to some of these defeats. I wish. I wish I had turned the TV off rather than continuing to surf through the channels and my eyes lingering too long on some show that had way too much of violence or sex or profanity. I wish I had walked away, cooled off, counted to ten something, instead of saying what I did when I got so angry last week. I wish. I wish I had prayed for the people in those news stories instead of getting so angry or discouraged or worried. I wish, I wish I'd turned the computer off, went to bed, woke up more awake and alert for work or church instead of playing just a one or two more computer game. I wish, I wish I had listened more to my wife and my kids instead of always talking and telling. I wish I'd left the credit card in the wallet and Instead of buying those things, then having some more money to give to, like, leukemia research or Lutheran Hour Ministries or a congregation. I wish I'd read the Bible more. Instead of spending so much time reading a news magazine or my baseball weekly or some glossy magazine with the latest technological gadget or gossip. I wish I'd volunteered to help out at church or in the community instead of booking my schedule so full that there was no time left to serve others as I should. 
I wish I had said something, witnessed about Jesus, instead of just keeping quiet, being embarrassed. I wish I had trusted in God's care more and doubted less when I was hurting or grieving or life slapped me around a bit. I wish. See, we're at a war here. They are powerful enemies, but usually it's not a knock-down, drag-out battle to end the war. If you listen to those examples, there are more everyday temptations. The temptations just keep coming in like a sneak attack or a, a long siege or when our defenses are weak. When Martin Luther describes temptation in large catechism, he warns us to expect constant temptations. He says that when one is over, the next one comes. And it's these everyday skirmishes. When we let our guard down, when we're so tired, when we're least expecting it, those sneaky but effective, subtle but dangerous, unexpected but oh so alluring temptations, those are the ones that leave us with those little defeats. The scratches, the nicks, the bruises, the aches. And so by the end of the day, we look more defeated in the field than victors who hold the field. Oh, all too often there's just defeats when it comes to temptation. But not all the time. Sometimes there's victory. (laughs) The skirmish is won. The sneak attack repelled. The defenses hold. I read about a man who was uh, at a church conference with a bunch of members from the church and they were taking the train back home. It was going to travel through the night. They got under the train and there weren't very many people there so they're each able to take two seats and lay down to get some sleep. At about one o'clock in the morning, uh, it pulled into Kansas City and a bunch more passengers came on. And many of those seats had to be taken. And the man looked and saw that one of his buddies, though, was still has two seats. And he says, how lucky is he? Because a woman had stopped by his seat and said, uh, can I sit here? And obviously he's going to say, yes. And so they talked just a little bit. You know, it's one in the morning, they're not going to talk for a long time. And he said he was coming back from a church conference, and she said that she was actually going to her mother's because her marriage was in trouble. She needed to get away from her husband. But soon it was late, and they fell asleep. A little while later, the man woke up, and the woman was snuggled up to him, way too close. And he thought about his wife how he was happily married, the kids that were at home, and there was the temptation. And he moved a little bit, and she woke up and looked up in his face and said, you don't mind, do you? And then nestled even closer. Temptation, unexpected, a sneak attack. Well, he looked around, and he saw that his friend, who did not have somebody next to him, perhaps wasn't so lucky after all may have nothing to do with luck. The man believes that that was the way of escape that God was providing for him in his temptation. 
And so he got up and he went back to sit next to his friend. And he simply says, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted more than you are able to bear, but with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Victories do happen. The television is turned off. The check is written out to a charity. Time is spent with one's family just listening. The Bible is read. Prayers are said. Victories happen. But when they happen, we need to give credit where credit is due. The prayer is, lead us not into temptation, is God is the one who gives us the victory. He's the one who provides the way of escape. How so? This weekend, many of us will be singing a grand hymn in most congregations celebrating Reformation. A mighty fortress is our God, and at the end of the third stanza, this world's prince may scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. The deed is done. The battle is won. One little word can fell him. Now, I'm not quite sure what little word Martin Luther had in mind with that, but the little word for me is Jesus. Jesus defeats Satan. He holds the field. We heard it in the reading. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the temptation for Jesus was to leave us, to give up on us, to go back to heaven before the pain and the agony and the suffering really started. You can almost hear Satan whispering in his ear, Oh, just go. They're not worth it. You don't need to go through all this pain. And Jesus defeats Satan when he says, Father, your will be done. And he turns to the disciples and says, let's go. My time has come. We hear that word on the cross. Once again, it looks like a defeat. Jesus has all those times we've given in or given out or given up to temptation right with him on the cross. And his war wounds are going to take him all the way to hell. This is the knock-down, drag-out battle. What looks like a defeat, though, is actually victory. You know the words. Father, forgive them. And God answers that prayer. It's a good reason why, and lead us not into temptation, and forgive us our trespasses are right next to each other in the Lord's Prayer. We see that victory on Easter Sunday. One little word, alive, he is risen from the dead. Sin, death, Satan, the world, all of it is defeated as Christ rises from the dead and his victory is our victory. God answers that prayer, lead us not into temptation in Jesus. When he wins, we win. Now I know as we leave chapel this day, there's going to be all sorts of temptations coming at us. Sneak attacks and skirmishes and battles. And we do need to leave with our eyes open. We need to figure out how God is giving us that way of escape. Uh, what kind of defenses we need. When to run, when to stand and all of that. But this morning, I want us to leave with two images contrasting. One... If we take that field alone, 
trying to do battle against these enemies by ourselves, the words that echo in my mind are, I wish, as we are defeated. But when we take that field with Jesus, or by side Jesus, or behind Jesus, then the words that echo through my mind are, we, the victors, hold the field. As God answers our prayer, lead us not into temptation. Amen.